Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where, if anywhere, do I disagree with the Associated Press? I'm sure we're going to get into that. And can anybody beat Georgia? All that is coming up next right here on the number one show. Let's go. It's the number one college football show. What's up, kinfolk? Welcome to the number one college football show. I am your host, RJ Young. Thank you for watching on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, or listening wherever you get your podcast. Today on the show, I am going to react to the Associated Press's preseason top 25 ahead of this here 2023 season. And, well, some backstory here. Number one, the Associated Press poll has been around since 1936, and it has been in its current form since about 1950. Basically, the Associated Press poll has featured in how we choose a national champion for the past 73 years, even going back to 1936, depending on how you want to look at the UPI and so forth so on. But without getting too much into the weeds on this, know that the top 25 is a really good indicator of what we think of the sport. And voters, 63 across broadcast, newspapers, uh, digital media, get to vote in this thing. And they've given them one instruction, rank the top 25 teams in the sport. Not based on last year, not based on this year, just who do you think is good? And I've always thought that that was really interesting. And at number one, right, it's it's going to be shocked if it wasn't Georgia after winning back-to-back national championships, the first program to do that since Alabama did it about 10 years ago. But I think this is more like we expect Georgia to get to the SEC title game and then we'll see, meaning that if one of those two teams or both of those teams are ranked inside the top five, we probably might see both of those teams in the college football playoff, which is one more reason why the playoff is expanding from four to 12 teams. Cause yeah, I mean, we like to see the best teams play, but even we get tired of seeing the SEC play each other, even if the SEC thinks that that's pretty great. But I think what's more interesting about this is I take a look at the preseason rankings going back to last year and the preseason rankings this year And Georgia was not the number one team in 2022. That was actually Alabama, who ended up winning the Sugar Bowl, but basically got what Nick Saban thinks is shafted out of playing the college football playoff in favor of a team like Texas Christian, which turned out to be the right choice because Texas Christian beat Michigan. But that's the point here. thing about Georgia that I find interesting about them being number one is college football is still a sport where the head coach means more in our sport than in any other. Because if I told you that Georgia's losing the starting quarterback that led them to two national championships. And Georgia is lost the offensive coordinator that also led them to two national championships and that they've had two different defensive coordinators for those last two national championships. You might say, I don't know, man, it feels like 
Maybe they're not the best team in the country if they lost that much, but no, that's just not the case. We're looking at Georgia and what they were able to do and how they were able to do it last year, and we're going, who's going to stop them? And with Carson Beck being the presumptive starter, so we think, that dude was always supposed to be more talented than Stetson Bennett, and that's no shade to Stetson Bennett, who walked on at Georgia and then was forced out to Jones uh, Community College in Mississippi, and then was looking at either going to Louisiana to play for Billy Napier before on the eighth hour, right, uh, the 23rd hour, Kirby Smart calls him and says, would you like to be a Georgia, Georgia quarterback again? And said to say, hell yes, I would. So much so that he came back for his year that many folks thought, you know, maybe he shouldn't have, maybe gone to the league, but if you get to be the big man on campus, why wouldn't you be the big man on campus now that it's Carson Beck? So I expect Georgia to be in the SEC championship game, provided Tennessee does not do what Tennessee seems capable of doing, but we'll get to them here in a second. Big surprises. Um, I mean, not really. I, I, we'll get into my top 25 here in a little bit, but I think for the most part, this checks out based on last year's performances. Like you're looking at Tulane there at 24, but again, that's not generous. They won the Cotton Bowl and they're returning their starting quarterback. They're returning their head coach and they ought to be the team to beat in the American. So I, I'm good with all of the teams that are here because most of the teams that are here, I also have in my top 25. But one of the things I think that really interesting to point out is we're looking at three SEC teams in the top five, which is kind of telegraphing that AP voters expect at least two of those teams to make the college football playoff. And it's going to be difficult for all three to do that just because two of those teams, Alabama and LSU are not only right next to each other at four and five, but they're ostensibly going to play for the SEC West championship, right? That's, that's the thought here because that's what it was last year. LSU came up with a dramatic win. They won the SEC West, and they got the right to get stomped out by Georgia 50-30, to 30, which might be a game that I reference a little bit later on. But two of the four college football playoff teams from last year, right, in the preseason poll, were there this year, right? So Ohio State and Georgia uh, are right there. One and three this year. Last year, Ohio State was two. Georgia was three. And they are the only two of those four that actually finished in the college football playoff. I also think it's worth pointing out that three of the top 10 from last year's college football playoff and preseason poll are the same, right? Michigan being number eight in the AP preseason poll and eventually getting to the college football playoff. Also points out one thing here. If we're interested in the college football playoff and this show is built around the college football playoff, so we are more than interested in the college football playoff, you're probably not going to go past 10 when you're talking about teams that can get in regularly. A little bit about outliers there, because I, I love the outliers. You know this. But this means that Washington, Florida State, Penn State, teams that haven't been there, right? Well, Florida State's been there. But Penn State, Washington, haven't been there, could get there. That's how high the AP is on those programs. And that is what we expect from them going into the 2023 season. Uh, Oklahoma, man, ranked at number nine in the preseason poll in 2022, finished outside the top 25 in the final AP poll. They're here. They're at number 20. They overhauled in the transfer portal. But, you know, I'm there for that, and I'm hard on the team. So I'm a little bit lower on Oklahoma than the AP is, though I think it's a top 25 program. Now you got to show it because at Oklahoma, last year's not the standard. Six and seven has never been the standard at the University of Oklahoma. The standard is winning. The standard is winning a lot. The standard is 10, 11, 12 wins, playing a New Year's Six Bowl, winning the Big 12 championship. They didn't reach the standard. Now, you're bringing in guys that I think can play. Jacob Lacey, Desan McCullough, right? Uh, goodness me. 
you added a couple guys that I think are really outstanding. One in which, well, frankly, I'm not going to put too much on what I expect from Javante Barnes going into this season after what Eric Gray was able to do, but I really like uh, Javante Barnes, and I think Javon Sawchuk can be a player, and I think Drake Stoops can have a year. But I'm asking a lot out of guys that haven't been the stars on this offense, and I'm asking a lot from Dylan Gabriel in year two. But I think they can do it. They're just going to have to go through what I think is a loaded Big 12 schedule, and frankly, a loaded Big 12, 14 teams to do it. So I'm going to start him out a little bit lower, but I don't disagree with them being 20. That's fine with me. If they were a top 10 team, maybe we'd be talking about something different. Set your feet, sight your target, squeeze to surprise, hit your mark, Oklahoma. That's that's it. LSU got the jump that I think Utah deserved. Mentioned I was going to talk a little bit about LSU, and I'll talk a little bit about Utah too. But if UGA is the bar, right, the best team in college football, LSU got beat 50 to 30 in the SEC championship game. Now you're going to point to me and say they beat up on Purdue. I'm going to tell you that Purdue didn't have a head coach. Okay. Uh, Full stop. Just going to do that. I'm also going to point out to you that Texas Christian made the national championship game, got beat 65 to seven. Would you say LSU is a better team than Texas Christian? Yeah, I would. Because I did that too in my AP, or excuse me, in my preseason poll. But I think LSU's got some stuff to prove for me because it's not just that you lost the SEC West champ or SEC championship game by 20 in a game that I think was like 50 to seven at one point. I might be wrong about that, but it felt really lopsided watching the game. They also got beat 40 to 13 by Tennessee and Tennessee is loud about it. They wanted everybody to know they dumped on LSU, vaunted LSU. And then you're going to add to this that they escaped a mediocre Arkansas. Now, Arkansas finished seven and six and, and need to pull out some fantastic fireworks to beat Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. But if Harold Perkins does not go ham in the Kanye West sense, we're not talking about LSU winning that football game. And if you're going to be a top five program, as you know, the AP has them here, I need you to win that football game the way that Tennessee beat up on you. You should leave no doubt here. You also still just look a little weak at the corner spots. You were weak there last year. Hopefully you got a little bit better this year going into the transfer portal and raising up some players, but I need you to prove that, right? I want to see Jaden Daniels make the leap. I, he's been a fringe Heisman finalist for like three years now, going back to his time at Arizona State. He's not a guy that's going to throw the ball to the other team, but I need him to make big plays. I need you to show me that it's just it's more than Harold Perkins out there and throwing deep to Kayshawn Butte, who is a New England Patriot now. I need Malik Neighbors to show up, but I'll point this out as I did last year, or last week, excuse me, not last year. LSU got into a fist fight in 11 on 11 in front of media members. Now, while that's an embarrassing look for Brian Kelly and he's rightfully pissed about it, the last time that I heard about a scrap of that nature at LSU in front of media members, it was Joe Burrow going at Patrick Queen. That team went 15 and 0, won the 2019 national championship, and had the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. If you are that sort of feisty at practice, and if that goes well for the team down there in the boot, then yeah, I could see them finishing in the top five, but I would like to see it. You want to point to a one-point win against Florida State? Sure, fine. Do that. I'm going to point out that Florida State won the Cheez-It Bowl against my Oklahoma Sooners, and we're talking about Florida State being maybe, a, a, not maybe, a top-10 team in the preseason poll for the AP. Okay, so you're going to play that game again. I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens. All right, a couple other things to point out that I think are just interesting here. I mentioned that I thought LSU got the bump that Utah deserved. It's because, check this out, Utah was ranked number seven in the 2022 AP preseason poll. After winning the Pac-12 title, 
Remember, LSU did not win the SEC title. LSU won the SEC West. Utah won the Pac-12 championship, debuted at number seven, finished with the Pac-12 championship, finished at number 10 in the same AP poll. Yikes. Then you go into this year. After once again, they won the Pac-12 championship. They beat USC, mighty USC, twice, right, in that uh, in that season. And they're ranked number 14 in the preseason AP poll. And I'm thinking, if you're Utah, you can't get no respect. You're going to have to go out and get it. Now, the argument against Utah being perhaps a top-10 team is that they lost four games last year, right, including one in the Rose Bowl. They also they lost to a Penn State team that's really, really good, guys. Like. Penn State went seven and two in Big Ten play last year. Their losses are Ohio State, and Michigan. <laughs> what else are you gonna do there? You know what I mean? It's a really good football team. But as I'm thinking through what Utah was able to do last year and how they were able to do it, they got the guy they need coming back. Cam Rising is the guy. He is the straw stirring that drink. And when he's on a football field for them, they can win. When he is not on a football field for them, they can't. He needs to be healthy. Wrap him in bubble wrap and then unleash him on this Pac-12 as he is looking to lead the Utah Utes to a three-time Pac-12 championship, and he, that's what he told me he wanted to do. That's why he came back. Nobody done that before. He wanted to do it. I'm here for it. Now, if you want to dunk on them for losing Dalton Kincaid, by all means, but Brent Keithy is right there. They still run the ball really well. Mike Bernard is a dude. Quinton Jackson showing me some toughness. That's a guy that played quarterback at Duncanville, quarterback at Texas, and has become – a ground and pound tailback at Utah for Kyle Whittingham, who is maybe maybe the toughest football coach in the sport. Like I think Kyle Whittingham could take a fist fight with any other one of the 131 FBS coaches because that's the personality he puts on that team. They're going to be nice in the trenches. They're going to get after people. I think Utah is going to surprise AP voters this year because they did it the year before and they did it the year before that. At some point, you're going to have to give Utah its flowers. I also think it's interesting that Kansas State won the Big 12 championship last year, and the best they can do in the AP is 16. I don't know how to take that if I'm a Kansas State Wildcat, right? I understand I lost Deuce Vaughn, but Will Howard is the guy. When Will Howard became their quarterback, they became a better football team. And Will Howard has the best chance of leading the Kansas State Wildcats to another Big 12 championship since the last great Kansas State quarterback, which is his offensive coordinator in Colin Klein. You know, I'll remind people, Colin Klein was at the Heisman ceremony when Johnny Manziel won that thing in 2012. Will Howard has that sort of talent. He's six foot five. He's 240 pounds. He's got an arm cannon. He can run. He's not afraid of contact. He's basically the prototypical North Dakota State quarterback that Chris Kleiman loved to have. Now, say what you will about what Carson Wentz has been able to do in the NFL, or even that you haven't seen enough of Trey Lance, those are good quarterbacks, and they're running the same system. I think this is going to be fine. I think uh, the Kansas State Wildcats have a bone to pick here after beating a team that finished national title runner-up on a neutral site for the Big 12 championship. I also think behind them is interesting. Uh, Texas Christian, man, don't nobody care what you did last year. Don't nobody care that you made the college football playoff, that you beat 13-0, Big Ten champion, all-go, no-stop, Michigan football in the Fiesta Bowl. You put yourself on them. All anybody wants to talk about is you taking the worst bowl loss in history. 
65-7 to Avanti, Georgia uh, football team. So the moment was a little too big for you. You felt like you had something going on a couple times in the first half. It didn't go well. And you were the cardiac kids in 2022. There's no getting around that. I mean, anytime you got to run a fire drill to get your field goal unit on there to beat Baylor, <laughs> to, to keep your undefe- undefeated record, it's not necessarily a good look, right? It doesn't inspire confidence. But you got into the playoff and you acquitted yourselves there. I think at the very least, you know, you could have expected them to make you a top 12 team, maybe. No, you didn't win the Big 12 championship, came just a little bit short. Yes, you lost Max Duggan. Yes, you lost Kendra Miller. Yes, you lost Quentin Johnston, but you added. Like Chandler Morris was the best quarterback on campus at Texas Christian. That's not my opinion. That's Sonny Dykes's. He started him. Then he got hurt. Max Duggan came in, had a Heisman caliber season. Full stop, right? You got dudes at wide receiver and JoJo Earl to replace guys like Quentin Johnston. You got a dude at tailback that I've loved for five years in Trey Sanders. I think that dude is ready to go. I think he's the most talented guy that they've had at tailback since Zach Evans. And you know that I thought the world is Zach Evans, and I still do, right? I think they're going to be good on defense because Joe Gillespie is their defense coordinator, a man I have tremendous respect and faith in, quite honestly. That dude is lethal in that 3-3-5, and when they get outmatched, they get outmatched for the most part. They do a damn good job. They went down to the 40 acres to Texas and they gave B. John Robinson the what for a low scoring game. Not the kind that, well, we expect Sonny Dykes to win. We might have expected Gary Patterson to win, but they did that. And they did that against a really good Texas team. I expect them to take this number 17, wear it on the chest and see if they can't get back to the big 12 championship. All right. A couple other things to point out here. And as far as the college football playoff is concerned, a team that begins unranked can still make the college football playoff. Texas Christian did that last year, coming off 5-7 five and seven in 2021. Finished national title runner-up in 2022, which I think is really a tip of the cap to the college football playoff select committee. As producer Tyler points out, they probably got it right in that we don't actually start talking about ranking teams until late October, early November. But this is tradition. That's why we do the AP preseason poll. That's why we do preseason polls. And frankly, we need stuff to talk about going into the college football season as coaches are getting a little less likely to let us talk to players and have good things to say or things to say that uh, provide insight. So here we are talking about these rankings. I also think that it's interesting that Texas Christian could go for five and seven in 2021 and not just, you know, making the playoff in 2022, but making the national championship in 2022. Against a 13-0 Big Ten champion Michigan, which another way of me saying, why can't Colorado be good? So which is the part where I actually want to talk about my rankings as they relate to the preseason A top eight preseason AP top 25. I think the thing to point out right away is that I got Colorado ranked and they do not. Right. I touched a bit on LSU. I don't think I need to do too much more about that. But Colorado being here is important for me because last year, preseason top 25, 2022, USC debuted at number 14 after going four and eight with a different head coach and a different roster. 2022 USC added about 30 new players and an entirely new staff and got a number 14 preseason ranking. But if I tell you that Coach Prime, who has gone 27-6 and as a head coach, who has had back-to-back 10-win seasons, who brought in a quarterback who is as talented as Caleb Williams and C.J. Stroud, 
the only three players in the sport last year who threw for 3,500 yards or more, had 40 TD passing or more, and six or fewer INTs, along with the best recruiter in college football, according to 247, not me, Charles Kelly to run his defense, Sean Lewis, whose offense puts up 40, and Travis Hunter going both ways, and Alton McCaskill. Somehow I get the what for for seeing what USC was last year and how the preseason AP treated them, and what Colorado is this year and how I treat them. This is not a hot take. This is the same measured take that we gave to USC. So you're telling me that you believe that Lincoln Riley is a better football coach than Coach Prime. That's okay. I ranked them both. I think that their resumes are similar. Now, you can talk about Heisman Trophy winners. Cool. Again, I ranked USC in the top four. That's what I did. I see Caleb Williams. I see Lincoln Riley. I see a team that doesn't need a defense to make the college football playoff because he didn't need one in Oklahoma. All right? I look at Colorado. I see a good football team. I see a man that turned over the roster, I think 58 new players, including walk-ons, have come to Colorado since he became Colorado's head coach, and they immediately got better. And I know that they immediately got better because Colorado fans believe they immediately got better. You know how I know Colorado fans believe they immediately got better? They've sold out their season tickets. They've sold out Colorado versus Nebraska. Now, you want to talk about a team that used to be here all the time, Nebraska. I'm telling you, I think Colorado's a good football team, and I chose to rank them at number 20 thinking, okay, cool, that's not going to be that out of pocket. I mean, let's, let's temper your expectations for what Colorado might be, RJ. And no. Apparently, it is terribly out of pocket. Even if I reference what USC was before Lincoln Riley got there, it doesn't matter to you that Colorado was bad and then Deion Sanders came there and they could be good. Even if I'm talking about Kirby Smart having the number one team in college football with a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator because the head coach matters, guys. That man, Coach Prime, is doing it his way and it's working. It's not me out of pocket. It is 27 and six. It's winning the swag. It's showing up consecutively in the Black College Football National Championship, otherwise known as Celebration Bowl. It's recruiting the number one player in the 2022 class, not only getting him to go to an FCS school at Jackson State, let alone HBCU, but getting him to come with him to Colorado. It's the quarterback being 78 all time as a starter. I can keep giving you data. I got it. That's how I think about these lists, right? I understand that some of this is names and, and programs next to numbers, but I always think about these things in ways in which I got to explain this. I have to be measured. I have to be able to talk about it cogently, smartly. I don't take you for granted. I really don't. I don't take that you're listening to me for granted. So if I put it here, it's because I think, I think, think I'm on to something here. We'll find out when they start playing football here in a couple of weeks. Other things to point out here that I think are very, very interesting. Um, along with Colorado, I, the number of times in which I'm identical with the preseason AP poll is just kind of remarkable to me. Um, Iowa, I got at 25. They got them at 25, right? Our first three are the same, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, in the same order. I'm a little bit higher on Tennessee than they are. I got them at seven. They got them at 12. I I'm high on Alabama. I think it's a New Year's Six Bowl team. They just think that they're a college football playoff team. I'm going, you change up both the coordinators. You change up the quarterbacks. You don't have a subtle quarterback derby. 
you got a team that did not meet expectations set for it last year. And what I'm really describing is 2022 Michigan for me. And I didn't make that mistake again, right? I put them here. I put them here. It's fascinating. They like North Carolina. I think that Drake uh, Drake May is a great player. We'll talk about him a little bit later in the week. But I like Phil Longo a little bit more than I like Drake May. And yet and still, I got Wisconsin ranked at number 19. They got Wisconsin ranked number 19. Like, we fall in the same place here for the most part. So I'm not that dissimilar. And remember, my rankings came out a week before the preseason AP Top 25. So I had no way of reacting to this. I told you what I thought. And it feels like I see the sport not unlike you do. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the number one college football show. My thanks as always to our lead producer, Tyler Wojak. Our senior producer is Catherine Karaji. Our production assistant is Kiara Santana. Our social media maven is Javion Duncan. Our leads of screening are Jack Coakley and Torn Westfall. I'm the host, RJ. We will see y'all next Wednesday when we talk about the top five Heisman candidates for me and teams that I think could make the college football playoff for the first time in school history. All right, that's it for me. Doses.